Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. This can't be happening. This just cannot be happening. Have you ever been in a situation where something is supposed to be random, but you start thinking this isn't random, that like something is controlling it, that something is working out a plan and you have no control over it at all? Like you think it's random, but then you're like, oh no, it's fixed. It's fixed. It, this is not random. This is not by chance. Something is is happening. Well, that's how I feel about my so-called sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge where I'm supposed to just be opening up the sermons 2.0 app and choosing messages randomly. Randomly is the key word, which I think I'm doing, but there is some something at work because this can't be happening again. It cannot be happening again. It can't. Yesterday it was John Lennon and imagine today it's Taylor Swift and snakes, what is happening? What is happening? Okay, before we before we get there, let, let, let's do this. Let's do this, all right? Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, January the 2nd, 2024. It is currently 12.14 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where something has happened to the temperature. It is cold here in West Texas today. It is, it is rainy, cloudy. Oh, it just looks miserable outside. And to be honest with you, it's kind of miserable here in the studio because I can't believe this has happened. I can't. I can't believe that once again, I grab, I grab my iPad to listen to a random sermon. And the next thing I know, I'm like, what is happening? What is happening right now? So I'm going to try my best to, to, find something positive in this. I don't want to look the last thing I wanted this <laughs> sermons 2.0 sermon challenge to turn into was it becoming negative, right? I mean, I don't want it to be negative. I don't want to say, "Hey, this is what I listened to today and 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 it's negative." What I want it to be is to to try to find things that are spiritual, but at the same time, if that's the thing I picked, that's the thing I have to talk about, right? I mean, it's a little bit out of my control. So I, I mean, I mean, it, it doesn't matter where I would be if I'm listening to anything and I, and I talk about it. Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's negative. And it's just, I just can't believe this has happened, but I'm going to give us a scripture to hold on to because I think it's important. All right. The scripture is Acts chapter 17. Now this is not a, 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 a passage of scripture that was found in the sermon. It was not. This is a passage of scripture that I'm just going to try to place upon the scripture. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Now, we like that picture, right? We love that idea, right? That, hey, these people were listening to preaching and then they were searching the scriptures to see if that preaching was consistent with the scriptures they had, which would be the Old Testament. All right, we get that. That's awesome. We love that idea. But dare I say that many times in preaching, it's not that you're looking in the scriptures to see whether those things are so. You're looking on the internet to see if the claims that are being made are factual. 
And that is kind of a sad state. And, and this is not a new thing. This has been happening. I, I can go, I can go way back in my Christian life talking about things that I've heard in sermons, claims that have been made and just a little bit of study, a little bit of research, you find out that it's just, it's an absolute hoax. It's just, it's not true. Uh, the best example, or not the best, I, I don't know if that, I don't know if I have a best one. There's multiple ones. Uh, one would be, I was told that, you know, that promise keepers had believed certain things. This is when promise keepers was a big deal. If you don't remember, it was these big gathering of Christian men and stadiums. There'd be, you know, 10,000, 15,000 men, and then there would be preachers preaching about things related to, you know, being a Christian man and a leader of your home and a good husband. And and this was a big movement. Well, my independent fundamental Baptist church despised the promise keepers, was absolutely opposed to the movement, hated it because it was, in you know, kind of a... Uh, you know, an ecumenical, new evangelical thing, and they just thought it was horrible. It was bad. Well, they made some claims about what they, what was believed and what they were doing. And so I was like, I just, I've never heard anything like this. This is not true. So we spent time contacting and calling, you know, the headquarters for Promise Keepers and asking some questions and found out that all these claims was just absolutely not true. Then when confronting said pastor, they almost get mad at you for calling them out. But it's like, you just said all of these lies from the pulpit. Another example, visiting a church here in West Texas, not far from where my church is. And it was a Sunday night, and then by somewhere in the sermon, the pastor starts speaking of this atheist woman who was trying to get Christian television removed from the airwaves. And he had a petition up there to sign that they were going to send to Congress. The whole thing was a hoax. The whole thing was a lie. It wasn't true. He believed, In fact, the atheist woman that he said was trying to get Christian television removed from the air had been dead for five or ten years, whatever the case was. And once again, it was a lie. It was made up. And it's like, why? It's insane that you go to church or you listen to sermons and you have to go, well, that, I don't know if that's accurate. 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 Well, in a roundabout way, that's what happened to me early this morning. So early this morning, I grabbed my iPad because it's the Sermons 2.0 Challenge. It's January the 2nd, 2024. It's a Tuesday. All right, let's go. Let's let's get this day going. Let's get this week going. I'm going to listen to something. I'm going to I'm going to get a sermon. I'm going to start with something great. So I just I choose at random and I end up with 2014 is off to a wild start. That's literally the name. 2014 is off to a wild start. From now the end begins Bible study. Now the end begins Bible study. All right. So I hit play. Boom. That's all. As soon as it starts, I'm like, okay. They start talking about the earthquake and tsunami well, warnings because of the earthquake. I think it was in Japan. Uh, they and, and they talk about fires and, and, and then they quote Matthew 24. And I'm like, oh boy, they're quoting Matthew 24, which is really about 70 AD. And they're applying it to the events happening today. I'm like, okay, but that's typical. I mean, what church doesn't do that, right? Okay. So then they kind of start talking about a lot of things, a lot of COVID, 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 COVID. Kind of going that kind of down that conspiratorial path. And I'm like, oh no, okay. I'm like, all right, how did I end up here? How did, and the next thing I know, Taylor Swift and snakes. And I'm like, what is happening right now? How did we go from COVID to Taylor Swift? 
and they're going to connect COVID, COVID vaccines, Taylor Swift, her boyfriend who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, big pharma. And I'm like, what is happening right now? What is going on? So now a part of me was just like, I'm just going to ignore it, right? I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to stop and I'll just pick another message. But remember, the whole challenge was to pick randomly and whatever you get is whatever you get. Or as I used to tell my kids, what you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Now, I, that didn't always work, but that's that was the, that was the idea. Well, hey, I, so I, I want to find something positive in this. But at the same time, I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you turn on a sermon and you start hearing all of these claims and you're kind of like, I don't know if they even understand. What are they even talking about? Wait, what, what Taylor Swift song are they even referring to? Wait a minute. They, 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 they don't know the, you know, the vaccine adverse, you know, the, the reporting of, of any adverse effects of a vaccine known as VAERS. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll spell it all out in a minute because I have an, an article about it. I don't know if they even understand how that works. And I'm like, this is just, this whole thing is just getting like, what is happening? What I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And then I'm like, who's the idiot who came up with this idea to just choose randomly and just li- whoever that was, I'm going to find them. I'm going to fire them. I'm going to blame them. I'm going to hold them accountable. And then I kind of realized, I think that's me, but I know it's not me. I, I think, I think my mind was taken over by some outside force and they spoke this idea into my brain and I'm being controlled. By the New World Order. Okay. Oh, wait. oh, yeah. The New World Order shows up in there. Okay. All right. You get the idea. I could go justice conspiratorial, but that's what I'm going to do. My excuse is I didn't come up with this idea. Someone else came up with the idea. They implanted it in my brain and I'm following through. All right. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> someone is saying, what a crazy person. Better not be talking about me. Has to be about the person who ever pl- implanted this in my ideas. But all right. Here we go. Are we going to, we're going to try this. So we're going to go to this. Now, I'm not going to start this from the beginning. This is like an hour and a half, two hour long, whatever you want to call it. I think it's more of a, like a podcast episode, I think is how you would classify it than a sermon, but hey, it's on the app. Whatever I get, I get. So I, I skipped a lot of this. And what's funny is because it was so like, it was three, four in the morning. So it was like, I was listening, fell asleep. And then when I woke up, I literally woke up to Taylor Swift and snakes. And immediately I thought, oh, oh, okay, my, my, it must somehow my iPad must have stopped listening to the Sermons 2.0 app and it's now listening to an episode of Alex Jones. That's what I thought. I literally thought that. I'm like, it switched over to Alex Jones. But no, 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 it wasn't that. So we're going to just jump into the middle of this. There, there, it's all, it's, he's getting ready to go all about COVID. And then it's going to, it's almost going to be like, whoa, what just happened? We're going to be with Taylor Swift, or we're going to be with Snakes, or we're going to be with her boyfriend, and we're going to be with Big Pharma. So hold on. We're going to move through this quickly. And we're probably going to have to do a part two on this, which I don't want to do. I don't ever want to talk about this ever again. So we're going to do this. So again, the key is not to be negative here, right? The key is not to be negative. So here's how we're going to approach this, okay? I'm going to try to approach this this way, and hopefully this will be appreciated. This is not me trying to attack. This is me trying to say, okay, this is out there. They posted it. They they put it on the internet. Now, what I'm going to challenge us to do is to listen, and then I want you 
to be like the Bereans and see if these things are so. We're going to use it as an exercise. So sometimes in a sermon, we talked about a sermon as a buffalo and you use every single part. Sometimes a sermon simply serves, and I hate this, as an opportunity for you to be challenged to test your discernment, your thinking, your research skills. And and, now, and those are the kind of sermons you don't want to spend all your life with because then it's just you looking things up going, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. And then you become spiritually arrogant and prideful and you don't grow spiritually. So you don't want to get a, a, a big dose of these, right? But sometimes it just serves as, hey, how's your discernment today? How is your ability to think? How is your ability to research? So if we can at least test that and challenge that. So my job here is not to criticize. My job is to go, here's what was presented and then maybe try to offer some other perspectives. So we're jumping right into the middle of this. This is like 40 minutes into this thing. So I know there's broader context. I've given you the name. Go listen to it for yourself. Please go. And every time I mention one, go listen and download Look, you've, you've already got your the sermon you randomly listened to. You can just go back and go through the, the ones I mentioned to you. You can kind of go through it quickly just to get a feel and just to learn and see what else is going on out there, right? So we're, we're going we're gonna to try to benefit from this. But here we go. I hope I have this queued up in the right area. I hope I do. I, I should have t- uh, checked it one more time before I went uh, live. But it was po- once, once I type out all of my information, if I go back and hit play, All my information disappears. So I just have to go with what's here. So if it's not queued up right, just be patient, okay? I've got got information scattered everywhere because I did do a little bit of research, but a lot of this is going to be like, I'm going to use this to say almost, this is almost like a kind of a pop quiz slash Bible study exercise kind of, hey, I want you to go do your own research kind of thing. But here we go. (laughs) Just... Hang on. If you got a seatbelt, go ahead and buckle in. If you've got something strong to drink, go ahead and pour it. All right. So here we go. If you got blood pressure medication, take some extra. Here we go. Now, why are we talking about COVID when the pandemic is over? Why are we talking about the government injection um, when it's no longer being mandated? Well, because today is day 1,386 of 15 days to flatten the curve, and uh, these things are still taking place, and these things are still going on. If you follow the news, you've heard of a football player by the name of Travis Kelsey, and uh, he has been dating a very famous female singer. And we're going to talk about that female singer in just a couple of minutes. But Travis Kelsey is paid about $14 million per year by the NFL to play football. $14 million per year to play football. Uh, I have never watched him play, but from what I hear, He's a very good football player, and he's worth the $14 million that the NFL pays him. But there's another company that also thinks that Travis Kelsey is a very important person, a very uh, talented person, and this company is paying him $20 million at the same time that the NFL is 
paying him $14 million to play football. Now, I want you to put your thinking caps on for just a moment. What company could there possibly be that would pay a famous football player more money to do a commercial for their organization to do a a 30-second commercial and they're willing to pay him more money than the NFL will pay him for every single football game that he is going to play this season. Well, take a listen to Travis Kelsey and his $20 million Pfizer COVID vaccine commercial. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Uh, two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. Okay, I don't know what he's playing that on. He's got some kind of, I don't know what that is, but he's playing it in the background. It's a commercial. I know they're they're paying him money to be in a commercial about the COVID vaccine. And I guess because they're paying him more than he makes playing football, this is a big deal. This is like, oh, he, they should not pay him more than he gets paid by the, well, by the Kansas City Chiefs. But okay, all right, um. I don't know, maybe you think that's a sinister plot. I don't know what you think that is. I'm thinking, well, that's if the company wants to pay someone to be a spokesman and they're going to pay him this much, they think it's going to be beneficial to what they're trying to do. I I, mean, I, I don't know. And then I would have to look at the, yeah, I'd have to look at how, the, how all of that works out. But let's let's see where this is going to go. But clearly, COVID, COVID, COVID is a big, big, big deal in this broadcast, okay, which, all right, we know... That's okay. Well, we won't go into all of that. Let's just see where this goes. Because now we've got COVID, COVID vaccine, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, football, commercial. Okay. All right. We're going to put this all together. So that is a, I said it was a 30 second commercial, but it might have been a, no, that was a 30 second commercial. Um, Travis Kelsey is being paid $14 million to play football for an entire season. He was paid $20 million for that 30-second commercial. Now, before we talk about why this is important and why we're bringing all these things up about the COVID-19 injection, let's take a listen to this clip talking about Travis Kelsey's famous new girlfriend. This clip is called Taylor Swift and Satan in the Music Industry. Okay, wait. All right, so we have Travis Kelsey. We've got COVID. Now we got Taylor Swift and Satan and the Music Industry. All right, I'm trying to follow this, okay? Taylor Swift and Satan and the music industry. Oh boy. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to follow. So Trevor, uh, Travis Kelsey, I never get his name right. 
I just call I just call him Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I know that's probably hey, you're so I I, I don't know you. I, I mean, I know him because I watch football. Okay, but I I know Taylor Swift more because I love music more. Okay, all right, but oh, I'm not supposed to say that because maybe obviously then I love Satan. I don't know. All right, but let's try to follow this. So we have COVID. COVID vaccine, Travis Kelsey, who gets paid more money to do a commercial about the vaccine than he does to play football for what I think is the NFL season 17 weeks now, 17 weeks, 18 weeks. One of those weeks is a bye week. So you play what, 17 games in the regular season and then it make then you can make it to the playoffs. Okay. All right. Whatever. So, but 30 second commercial, you can work out the, the economics of it all. All right. So, but now we're going to go to Taylor Swift. That's his girlfriend. And Satan in the music industry. Here we go. And I don't know where this video clip is from. I don't know. I'm assuming it's a YouTube video somewhere. All right. I don't know who it's made by. I don't know how, what research they've done. But let's let's see how Taylor Swift and Satan show up here. Taylor Swift and her record-breaking eras tour. Some fans are claiming they have post-concert amnesia saying they're having trouble remembering any of it all too well. Well, it's a story we first saw in time, and Stephanie Ramos has more. Hello, Stephanie. Hello. Hi, good morning, Rebecca. Post-concert amnesia apparently is a thing. Some Taylor Swift fans are saying they had such an incredible time at her era's concert, they can't remember parts of it. And scientists say it stems from sensory overload. So... Okay, so now we go post-concert amnesia, which is when you have sensory overload and you can't remember something. Now, this can happen for a lot of things, a lot of things. Okay, anytime you have a major sensory overload, you can have some kind of a post-amnesia. And we could get into the neurological explanations of it, but somehow this connects Taylor Swift, Satan, Travis Kelsey... COVID vaccine. Or I'm trying. Yeah, you may you may want to get your you know put a chart up on your wall right now and and get some string that you can string all of this together because we're gonna before it's all over we're gonna have the the sinister plot here maybe. All right, here we go. Here we go. The first thing that I want to tell you today about uh, Travis Kelsey's very famous girlfriend Taylor Swift. Um, is that people who have been attending her concerts have been coming away from those concerts with greatly impaired memory of the time that they spent there. And in just a second, I'm going to play this clip of a Taylor Swift song. It's likely you won't be able to understand the words because it's so loud. Um, but I'm going to play the clip and then I'm going to read Okay, it's not because it's so loud, because it sounds like it was recorded on someone's cell phone at a live concert 16 miles away from the actual microphones. Okay, but but he's going to say it's too loud. I, I mean, you could probably get a clip. I mean, I mean, I know if you want to push the limits of fair use law, you can you could play an actual clip of it, You'd probably end up getting it banned for copyright violation, or you could just tell us the name of the song. And read the appropriate lyrics to us, but he's going to play this clip because it sounds like, I don't know if it's supposed to sound sinister or something. It just sounds like someone recording on a cell phone at a concert 15 miles away. And I'm saying uh, that's hyperbolic. Okay. Obviously not 15 miles away, but somewhere in the arena. All right. But we're, we're going to, we're still trying to put all this together. So here we go. Here we go. The words to you and then, uh, 
everything will start to fall into place. So take a listen to this song um, from Taylor Swift. And I'm just going to stop that right there for a second. Um, I'm going to put a, a, a an image into the chat room for you. And I want you to see what is being projected onto the screen behind Taylor Swift as she is singing this song. And uh, it's all going to make sense for you in just about 15 seconds. And um, this is the agenda. This is how all these things are connected. Okay, here is the agenda. Here's how all things connected. All things connected, I'm assuming COVID, COVID vaccine, Travis Kelsey, COVID commercial, Taylor Swift, how, how, how all, it's all going to come to play in 15 seconds. We're going to know all because of an image. And this is an image used in her tour. Now, if you've seen videos of the tour, it's extremely visual. She's got all kinds of visual things going on. It's a spectacle of epic proportions. Oh, maybe, maybe this also has to do with the post-concert amnesia, but all of this is coming together. So if you've got your yarn and your string and you're putting it all together, you're, you're, you're getting ready to have the picture. You're you ready? And it's going to have something to do with a snake. All right. I'm still trying to follow this. Here we go. All right. Here we go. So here's the image. Take a look at this image. Um, this is a screenshot from the clip of the music video that I just played for you. Uh, the words that she was singing every few weeks, I wonder where this snake is and why I am like this. So supposedly she's singing, I'm looking for a snake. Every few weeks, I'm looking for the snake and I wonder why I'm like this. I'm trying to find those lyrics. He doesn't give us the name of the song. Every, or I I keep looking, or every few weeks, I keep looking for the snake and I wonder why I'm like this. I've looked and I looked and I know Taylor Swift music pretty, pretty, pretty well. Like, I'm not going to say I'm I'm perfect. I mean, that the thing with music in 2023, 2024 is there's so much available. If you you love music as much as I do, you listen to everything and you analyze everything. So sometimes it's hard to get one thing to stick with you, all the lyrics. But I... I've been doing a little bit of like, where is this snake lyric coming from? Because we need more than... Every few weeks, I'm looking for the snake, and I want to know why I'm like this. We we need more than that, right? We need the name of the song, because you can't just take one line or two lines from a song. I need it in its full context so that I can offer a proper interpretation of said lyric. Okay? But let's see what he does with it. And one of the things that people have been losing their memories over is a 3D projection 
massive, much larger, larger than an IMAX movie theater experience of this very venomous, very scary looking, very dangerous snake. And this is what has accompanied Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, Taylor Swift, on every part of her record-breaking concert tour. Okay, now if you know anything about Taylor Swift, using snakes is a constant image. And there's lots of reasons why. Because she was referred to as a snake by some of her critics. In fact, there are entire news articles that explains all of the image uh, imagery and why she uses snakes. Um, you see, I can I can go here. This is Taylor Swift's uh, slithering history, all of her snake references over the years, uh, and then it says. They go through here. There's a picture from one of the concerts. One of the reasons she uses snakes is, well, she was born in 1989, and uh, that is the year of the snake, according to the uh, Chinese Zodiac, all right? She also was famous for going to um, a, a big gala, and she wore like a, t- a snake print uh, dress. Okay, so that's a- another part of it. Uh, and last, this was, I don't remember what year this was, but um, she... She had, well, if you know, she's had kind of a difficult relationship with Kanye West. And that all came to a head when there was this big thing on Snapchat. There was all these back and forth. There was a phone call. There was all these kinds of things. There was these lyrics. Well, she has been branded by her foes as a snake. So therefore, she's kind of embraced that and uses it. And if you know anything about Taylor Swift, she loves visuals and she loves to plant these little little Easter eggs on maybe an Instagram post or, or in a video. And that's supposed to represent this or that's supposed to show this or it's supposed to signify a new change or a new album is coming or a new song or a new this or a new that. And her fans love this. They research it and they look it. So when you tell me that, oh, she had an image of a snake. Oh, no, that. What does that mean? Well, uh, okay. Now you quote a lyric in a song that supposedly mentioned a snake, but you didn't give me the name of the song, so I can't look up the lyrics. And I, trying to even find it, I, I can't find any lyric that he supposedly was quoting. I cannot find the lyric. Maybe it's there. Once we find the lyric, and uh, trust me, uh, if I have to listen to every Taylor Swift song that she's ever made, I will. I'm going to try to find the lyric because I want the complete song. Because I bet you... It's a reference to an ex-boyfriend, okay? I don't think it's a reference to anything sinister other than an ex-boyfriend, okay? All right. Uh, she also uses it, the idea of shedding her skin. Uh, snakes are known for shedding their skin. So symbolically, Swift can potentially use the animal to indicate her own shedding or period of rebirth. And if you know anything about Taylor Swift... You, you know she's constantly like reinventing herself. Each new album, each new tour, there's new image, new idea, new concept, maybe even new sounding music going from, you know, the little girl singing about Tim McGraw all the way to, you know, talking about the antihero or, or, you know, Lavender Haze or what, what I could start naming lyric after lyric, but there's these massive change and she calls them different eras, right? There's the different eras of Taylor Swift. And she even has a video where there's like, all these different tailors that are interacting with each other, right? Because they all represent a different era, a different period in time. And hey, sorry, Taylor can't come to the phone now because the old Taylor is dead. So she uses that imagery. So there's lots of reasons for the snake imagery. None of them has to do with anything sinister or satanic. And there's nothing 
and those reports about post-concert amnesia that says it was the snake image that caused it. There's just nothing that would make that claim. It's the entire experience and the sensory overload, far more than one image. And so people are going to see her in record numbers. Um, This tour that she's doing is the very first musical tour in history to earn more than $1 billion. And she's not even close to stopping. And every single show that she does, they are projecting this massive image of a snake behind her. People are coming away from the experience and they are not remembering things that took place. Swift fans are feeling as the pop superstar travels across the country on her sold-out Eras tour. The concert overall exceeded every expectation that you could have imagined to have. It's just overwhelming in the best way. Swifties posting on social media the experience was so spectacular they have shaken off some memories of the show, calling it post-concert amnesia. As I keep saying this happened to me, apparently it's universal. It's actually a neurologic phenomenon that can happen in any heightened emotional state. As Taylor Swift fans are going to this concert, there's so much to be excited about. There's so much stimuli to process for the brain. And that can actually get in the way of forming and storing memories of that concert experience. Everyone that I've spoken with has a similar experience of like, oh, that was too good to be true. I definitely don't remember that. So there you have Travis Kelsey. I don't, I don't, poor Travis Kelsey. <laughs> hey, hey, you shouldn't have been dating Taylor Swift because she puts a snake in her concert. Look, Travis Kelsey, you need to do a better job in checking your girlfriends and make sure they don't have any snake imagery in the next concert. They like this is cr- so we have COVID, COVID vaccine, Travis Kelsey making big money from a commercial about the vaccine. Taylor Swift, a concert, fans experience sensory overload, so they have some kind of post-concert amnesia, which could happen in anything where there's sensory overload. It doesn't have to be a Taylor Swift concert. I guess we're going to just forget that. It could happen anywhere. It could happen in an intense, an intense religious experience. But I digress. Okay, it could happen with severe trauma. Okay, we could go on and on. Oh, and then, oh, so we got the snake. We got the snake. We got the snake. Okay, now, so remember, he said this is all going to come to play. This is all going to fall into place. We're, 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 we've got to be close. We're going to get to the end of this and we're going to go, <gasps> are you ready? I'm 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 ready because I I need this to all fall into place to know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I still need to know the name of the Taylor Swift song. He didn't give me the name of the song. He quoted supposedly two lyrics from the song, and I don't know where he got the supposed lyrics from. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure. I may miss it. Now, some of you, you may find it before me, and I'm going to feel stupid because I, you know, 
I, I've got a long history with supporting a Taylor Swift. Okay, so and I know that'll get me in trouble, but I'm just full transparency. Way I mean, I could go way, 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 way back when music was kind of still transitioning over into kind of the digital age and digital download. I wanted to ensure that I was supporting the artist and I was doing things legally. There was a thing called e music where you paid like I think ten dollars and then you got to download twenty songs every month, uh, something along those lines. And it and it dealt with a lot of artists that were up and coming. And there was this young teenage girl who was singing a song about Tim McGraw and I downloaded it and I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Someone, someone else just says, I'm just absolutely convinced it's not a song of hers. I know I am. I, that song that was playing in the background, I think I've tracked that one down, but it has nothing to do. It doesn't say anything about snakes. So I, I think I've tracked that one down, but I, but way back then when I heard her singing about Tim McGraw, this little teenage girl, I remember, and this is still a big joke in my family. I told everyone she's going to be the next big thing. She is going to be, she is going to blow everyone away. And I was told by people in my family, she can't sing. She's horrible. She's trash. Well, and now I make sure I rub that in to everyone who doubted my musical prediction because my musical predictions are, I've got a pretty good track record on, on that. So I, so I, I've been, and I thought that she was played an important role when, when we were transitioning from that digital download and the music industry was like in serious trouble financially. Well, the one little girl who could sell a million albums when it, when an album would drop, could sell a million copies in a week. It was Taylor Swift album after album. She could drop, she could sell a million in a week, which was huge for the music industry at the time. If I ever met her, I would just thank her for, in some ways, saving and preserving the music industry because I love music. Now you may disagree, disagree with her, but okay. And there was a time she was kind of seen as, oh, she's the wholesome role model to young girls, right? Compared to other pop artists. But now she's the girl with the snake and COVID, I, I don't know where this is all going to go. Let, let's see if we get a full picture here. Very successful, highly played NFL football star. Um, and he is paid much more money by Pfizer to do a 30-second commercial spot than the NFL is giving him for his football skills the entire season. Now, I don't have time to do this, but I think you should look at famous athletes and see how many were paid more by their sponsorships than they were in their uh, athletic career. Was Michael Jordan paid more by Gatorade than he did by the Chicago Bulls? And let's go through. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, is he paid more by State Farm? Or we say, what he does Subway commercials? I think he also does State Farm commercials. I guarantee you, it's been talked about many times. Many of these athletes make far more from their sponsorship and their commercials than they do playing. So why is this a grand conspiracy? So if any if any athletes in a Subway commercial and they make more money than they do playing the sport, is that a conspiracy? Or is it just because it's a Pfizer commercial? Like, I don't understand. Like, ooh, they make more money in a commercial than they do playing a sport. I bet you we could find countless athletes who make far more from them being in commercials than they do playing their sport. I bet you I, I have a strong suspicion we could probably prove that. I, I, I know we could prove that. I know about Michael Jordan. It was constantly said how much money he made from his sponsorship from Nike, Gatorade versus how much he made playing for the Bulls. And it was, in many cases, astronomically more. 
Now, when you take Travis Kelsey and you take the Pfizer commercial and you connect that to his new girlfriend, Taylor Swift, who is a far left-wing, pro-Democrat, pro-abortion, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, anti-Israel singer. Now, wait right now. See, now I start getting frustrated. Now I start getting frustrated. Is she pro-left? Most likely. I mean, is she pro-abortion? Probably. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, but the one thing Taylor's kind of always maintain some distance from politics to some level. In fact, here's an article. Taylor Swift faces pressure on both sides of the Israel-Gaza war. Israel wants her to call for a kidnapped fan's return. Swifties for Palestine is trending, but Taylor Swift hasn't said a word. That's November the 7th, 2023. So when did she become a pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas, anti-Israel singer when she's getting pressure from both sides and Taylor's just not speaking? That's literally a news article. It took me five seconds to look that up. So, I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> I'm so confused. So he's connecting all of this. So we got COVID, COVID vaccine, Travis Kelsey, a commercial where he makes more money, a snake. And now she's, she's pro Hamas, pro, pro Palestine. But literally I have an article saying Taylor's just been silent because look, I don't know if you know this about Taylor. Let me just help explain this. When you are one of those artists that kind of, you cross a threshold. In other words, you're no longer an artist only loved by people who like a particular genre of music. You're loved by people. And it transcends race. It transcends age. And, and like, I will give you an example. At the height of Michael Jackson's career, right? I mean, I saw Michael Jackson in a concert. You went, there were black, there were white, there were old, there were young. He transcended everything. Well, that's how you become these artists that just are, are like beyond popular. Well, Taylor Swift has so much crossed that line. She is loved by old, young, black, white, people who love pop music, people who love country music. She's loved by everyone. Of course, she has her critics, but I mean, she's loved by so many people. So she, to, to, to typically to do that, you've got to be then very careful what you say, because if you say or take hard stance on certain issues, in many cases, it can backfire. Now, she has come out and been a lot a much more um, supportive of the LGBTQ community. But even that, she's it's still almost always very understated. It's not like Green Day just did on New Year's Eve where they changed a lyrics to American Idiot to go after Donald Trump. I mean, they made their stance very, very well known if you, if you saw that whole thing play out. Taylor Swift has always been much more subtle. Maybe there's times she's explicit, or if she is explicit, sometimes she does it in a much more subtle way. Explicit, but subtle. I, I know that sounds contradictory, but you get the idea. So, but to, to call her those things, I mean, I've got an article that would call that into play, call it into question that was published just in November. Now, he may have information that, that after November, Taylor was like, boom, I'm done with Israel, down with Israel, let's go Hamas. But I, I have not yet seen that. Who shares the stage every single time she's on it, um, on the most profitable, most record-breaking musical tour in human history. 
you put all of these things together and what do you see? Well, here on day 1,386 of 15 days to flatten the curve, you see that the things that were put in place all the way back March 16th of 2020 and all of the events that have happened are still going on. They are still pushing us towards that same final inevitable conclusion that this world is being prepared to live under the government of Antichrist. Okay, so COVID, COVID vaccine, Travis Kelsey, commercial, Taylor Swift, snake, is all preparing us to live under the rule of the Antichrist. And a large portion of his argument is based off, in fact, I have it pulled up here. Maybe, maybe, hopefully the article opens. Uh, it didn't. It, it, a lot of this is based off uh, people misrepresenting the VAERS COVID-19 vaccine data. Now, for those, I'm just going to go to this article. I'm not going to go back. I'll play just a little bit more here. I'm opening up this article about VAERS. This is the reporting site. So anyone can report any supposed adverse effect of the COVID vaccine. This is a very common thing, uh, but a lot of people, especially many in the conservative, and I dare I say Christian world, seems to not care about trying to understand exactly how this plays out. So let me just explain this to you. All right, here's an article. A post continued to misrepresent VAERS COVID-19 vaccine data. The claim, more than 1.4 million adverse events caused by the COVID-19 vaccines have been reported to the federal database, VAERS, through September the 9th. The, this is the Associated Press's assessment. Missing context, VAERS is a passive reporting system run jointly by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. It relies on unverified reports submitted by the general public. It does not prove that vaccines cause the adverse events reported. Claims about the safety of the vaccines based on data from VAERS have been debunked by the Associated Press many times. And I've seen Christian websites do this constantly. This many people. Alex Jones is always pulling these numbers. And it's like, he doesn't understand how VAERS works. You feel like you've had an adverse affection or an adverse uh, uh, reaction or an adverse event. You report it. It's not verified. And I'm very familiar with this. Very familiar with this because it was 2003. It was a Friday afternoon. I had to go receive a vaccine, the anthrax vaccine, because I was going to be sent to an undisclosed location somewhere in Iraq or near uh, somewhere in Iraq, an undisclosed location, can't say, to set up a decontamination center because of fear of chemical biological weapons were going to possibly be used as we were invading Iraq to go after the supposed weapons of mass destruction. I received said vaccine. 72 hours later, I coded, had a massive seizure. They thought I was going to die. All these things took place. And then from that point, it's been down. It just all these neurological problems and seizures as a result. Okay. Now, when that first happened, the government was like, shh. It wasn't the vaccine. Shh. 
here's the deal. You shut up. We don't put you through a medical board, a medical evaluation board. We basically take your folder. We set it to the side. Your career goes on as normal. We're just not going to send you anywhere. And then we don't have to deal with the whole vaccine controversy. We don't have to deal with this, right? Well, I didn't know what else to do. Now, ultimately, I could have been very detrimental to me. But ultimately, what happened is a doctor was looking at my records and was like, whoa, what happened here? And I said, and I said, so what are they doing about it? I'm like, we're not doing anything about it. I'm not, I'm not to talk about it. And she was like, nope, not happening. She called the Vaccine Health Center. 24 hours later, I was showing up at the Vaccine Health Center and I went in and guess what they were going to do? Investigate everything occurred, all relevant medical documentation to make a determination if my event was related to the vaccine or to something else. They had to rely on multiple things to make that determination. Just me reporting it to them, because as soon as she got done telling me I was going to have to talk to the Vaccine Health Center, it was literally a couple of hours. I had to talk to them on the phone to report the event. Guess what? It was not classified as actually being related to the vaccine. Just a report does not prove anything. It proves someone had some negative re- negative medical events happen somehow possibly connected to the vaccine, but they don't know for sure. It requires more investigation. So in me, I had a couple of great things going for me. I had a couple of great things going for me. When when they when I first got to the emergency room after my initial seizure, they took an MIR of my brain and an MRI of my brain. And they were like, this thing is lit up like a Christmas tree. And it gave clear evidence, according to them, that, hey, this is clearly related to the vaccine that you just received 72 hours before. So um, they had to prove it until they proved it. It was irrelevant. My claim was irrelevant until it was proven. Once it was proven, then reluctantly, the United States military finally acknowledged, yes, it was a post-vaccine reaction. We take responsibility. And then that led to everything. Then I had to go through a medical evaluation board. Then my military career came to an end, medically retired. Then it took another two years for the military to really take responsibility and say, yes, it was your, it was the vaccines. And guess what? It was the vaccine. I only got one. And then... um. We're going to declare you 100% disabled. So I've been through the process. So, but a lot of he's, he's basing this off that. He, he's, he's literally st- states that's where he's getting the information from is from VAERS. Well, you've got to know what they're doing with that information. All right. So let's just, so now let's just listen to the rest of this. That this world is being prepared to live under the rule of the Antichrist. And everywhere you look, it doesn't matter what avenue of society that you look in. You look in music, you look in football, you look in television, radio, uh, the newspaper, the, the funny pages, the cartoons, the talk shows, the supposed late night comedians who are no longer even trying to make people laugh. This is where we are. And these are the things that are taking place. Now, you may feel that since the pandemic was officially declared to be over and vaccines are no longer being mandated by any government, you would think that you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief and go back to your regular life. 
Well, let me tell you, and I don't want to depress you, but let me tell you that there is no regular life to go back to. Because another one of the things that they have been working on over the last 1,386 days of 15 days to flatten the curve is the coming takeover of society by artificial intelligence. Okay, and then there it goes. So I don't even understand where Taylor Swift falls into play in all of this. I don't understand, other than she has a snake. And then he quotes a lyric about a snake, which I don't know where the lyric is coming from. He doesn't give us the song. He's playing, I, I think I know the song that she is playing there, but it, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the song. I'm pretty sure. But it has literally nothing to do. It has to do with a tilted stage, Kanye West. I could go through the lyrics, but I'm not going to do that because it has nothing to do with the snake. So I don't know where the snake reference is even coming from. And how, what has that got to do with Travis Kelsey? And what has that got to do with him getting paid money to be in a commercial? And how's all of this preparing us for the Antichrist? So here's what I would say. You go research all of that, right? You go look up how VARES works. You look it up, all right? It's, it's, anyone can report an adverse effect. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's true, all right? Acts 17, 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scripture daily, whether these things were so. Well, sometimes in preaching, you can't just search the scriptures. You got to search everything else to see whether what you're hearing is so. That's unfortunate because that's not what I wanted to hear. Because that's not what I need to hear. I need to hear scripture. I need to be fed the word of God. But so much of Christianity has fallen down this rabbit hole of conspiratorial craziness. Now, they obviously don't think they're crazy. They obviously don't think they're conspiratorial. They think they have the facts on their side. But even if all of those facts were true, what are Christians called to do? Wouldn't we be pursuing God's word? Like you, you could just make a whole argument there, but there you have it. There you have it. I wanted you to hear it. Um, you go listen to the rest. Please go listen to the rest. It's 2014. It's off to a wild start. Let me pull up the app. I I, I know I'm going to bring this, wrapping this up uh, because I needed to end right at one o'clock. So I'm a little, I'm a little uh, past my time here, but it's a, uh, now the, uh, now the end begins Bible study. You can find it on the Sermons 2.0 app. 2014 is off to a wild start. Um, and what's crazy is this one has 128 downloads. Some of the sermons that I've actually listened to, sermons where they're actually preaching the word of God, four, five, seven, 10, 12, 15 downloads. Once again, this kind of stuff gets the listens. This kind of stuff gets the downloads. Actual preaching God's word in many cases doesn't. That is the most depressing takeaway from it all. I support their right to obviously post whatever they want, obviously. I'm all for it. That's great. But it gives you and me an opportunity to take what was being said and you go and research it for yourself. You go research, uh, research VARES, figure out exactly how that works. Go see if you can figure out the actual Taylor Swift song, if that's even accurate. Understand there's million, all kinds of articles out there about her history with snakes and symbolism. It has nothing to do with Satan. I mean, Taylor Swift, all of her songs are relational, about relationships, okay? Um, 
You can research athletes making more money in commercials than they do from playing actual sports. You'll find that that's a common thing. Um, And I don't know how any of that's preparing us for Antichrist. But there you go. I don't know if you can hear the rain in the background. It's coming down hard. So I'm going to stop right there. You can email me your thoughts about all of this to newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. And whoever implanted this idea for me to choose sermons randomly, I blame you. And whoever is pulling the strings to ensure that every time I listen, I end up with something about music, I blame you. I'm going to find you and I'm going to hold you responsible for what you're trying to do to me. Because clearly, you want me to die in 2024. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.